Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? <laughs> Alrighty. Big old clue there as to what this episode's about, as as well as the actual title, which you've probably seen. (laughs) It's about hydration, folks. Hydration. It's one of the topics that I see discussed so much in forums for actors and speakers and voiceover artists, presenters, anybody who uses their voice, really. How do I hydrate my voice? How do I know if I'm hydrated enough? What should I do if I feel dehydrated? How do I know if I am dehydrated? Does gin count as hydration fluid? Can I drink water after midnight or will I become an actual gremlin? There's an 80s reference for anyone out there of the right age. (laughs) Now, everyone out there in helpful giver of advice on social media land has their own tried and tested rehydration formula. And that's brilliant. You know, you should. It shows a keen awareness of your body and your vocal mechanism, which is step one to any vocal improvement. You'll be sick to the back teeth of me telling you to raise your personal awareness eventually too, dear listener. So uh, just so you're aware. Oh, (laughs) no pun intended. Uh, As a receiver, obviously, of this given advice from strangers online, you need to remember that your body is your body. So firstly, let's not panic. You don't need 46 litres of 18.72 degree water before breakfast. You don't necessarily need to give up coffee or alcohol or anything drastic like that. Yay, I hear you proclaim. I know. I mean, I'm useless without my morning espresso martini. So, So we're not panicking. Secondly... Yes, I am indeed a qualified vocal health first aider and highly experienced and well-qualified trainer of the voice, but I'm not your doctor or any doctor, you know, and I'm also not in your body. Though it may (laughs) may feel like I'm in your head eventually, if you keep listening to this show. Hi. Um, So look, I don't know what your diet is like. I don't know the climate of where you live. If you're on certain medication that has dehydrating side effects or if you're a smoker or working all hours of the day or I don't know your lifestyle, basically. What I can offer here are some solid tips for ensuring you're doing what you can to be adequately hydrated for optimum vocal health and performance. Based on the most current and up-to-date scientific advice that I am aware of. I mean, this stuff changes all the feckin' time. It's <laughs> because research, you know, science, in it. And then, of course, it's up to you to reflect on your habits, 
honestly, and adjust your wetness accordingly. Oh God, that's not a phrase I want to say every day. Adjust your wetness. Right, let's move on. Point one. There are two types of hydration, basically, that are important here. Systemic and superficial or topical, as it's sometimes known. Now, vocal fold hydration is maintained by both of these, essentially. Systemic hydration, referring to fluid within the whole body and vocal fold tissue. And then superficial hydration is the fluid lining the surface of the vocal folds themselves and the laryngeal lumen, which is essentially a fancy word for inside area of a space. Systemic hydration is affected by what we consume uh, through our faces and the environment we exist in. Um, And superficial refers to hydration from the outside in of a particular area within the body. So in the case of voice production, the outside layer of your vocal folds. And, you know, to some degree in relation certainly to the speaker's awareness of voice comfort, the pharyngeal area or the throat and the oral area or um, the mouth cavity. Basically, the bits that the voice passes through um, when it comes out when you're speaking. Now, systemic hydration really is the secret weapon here. Like if your whole body's hydrated, you're home in a boat, as my dad would say. The mucus stays lovely and slippy. (laughs) Yes, I went there. The first of many mucus mentions. Oh, mucus mentions. That's a good tongue twister. And that means the mucosal layer on the vocal folds is slippy. And those vocal folds can vibrate good and easy with minimal effort, which is what we're all aiming for with voice. And if you want the fancy term for that, um, we mean voicing with a low phonatory threshold pressure. Ooh, happy days, happy voice. Now, there are ways to use superficial hydration to your advantage too, and, and I'll get to those in a wee bit. But firstly, how do we ensure we systemically hydrate well enough? She says, reaching for a drink. Of water, I promise. It's a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Although... Right, now, first point, hydration doesn't just come from fluids. It comes from diet and environment too. So if you spend your days sitting in a sauna eating, you know, meat feast pizza and wedges, you're going to need more extra fluids than a raw food vegan who lives in a treehouse in the jungle. Um, And smoking is really going to affect your hydration. Like that's a lot of sucking in toxic fumes past the vocal folds and a lot of unnecessary drying out. So advice for diet-induced hydration, I suppose, would just be lots of fresh fruit and veg, lots of that stuff that has a really high water content. So basically just have a fruit salad before you have your 14-inch meat feast would be my first tip. Okay, so how much hydration and when? That's what comes up loads. How much should I drink? When should I drink it? Let's start with how much. So the most recent advice known to me during my vocal health first aider training, and I've I've put a link to where I did that in the show notes, is from a dude called Duncan Rock, who's a nutritionist, singer and resident at the Voice Care Centre. And that is the following. Okay, get your notebooks at the ready. One mil of water per calorie burned. That's one mil per calorie burned per day. Does that seem a little specific and tricky to work out? Sure. (laughs) Especially if you spend so much time every day working out and burning the cows, lads. I know. Me too. 
Look, if you're a detail freak, use your Fitbit or your phone app or whatever to work out how many calories you burn and uh, measure the water and boom, you know, you're done. Put that in a big bucket with a straw and away you go. But another way is that if you think that based on like a very, very, very loose average, females will burn approximately 2,000 calories per day and males approximately 2,500 calories. So you can get a decent starting point. And then, of course, plus or minus that, depending on how big you are, the quality of your diet. And if you're caning it at the gym all the time or living a more sedentary lifestyle on the sofa. Okay, what about the when? So, I mean, it takes, gosh, hours for the hydration source, whatever it is that you imbibe, to reach the vocal folds at a cellular level, a.k.a. that slippery mucus we mentioned earlier. God, stop saying slippery mucus. And I mean, that's if ever, because all of your other more vital functions take their cut. You know, some websites say one to three hours. I've heard as much as four to eight hours for that water to get there. Why is that, I suppose? Obviously, it has to be digested by the body and everything else that needs the water takes it out first. But um, the really simple thing I just wanted to outline is that when you drink fluid, and I'm sure you know this, but when you drink fluid, it doesn't actually touch the vocal folds on the way in because it's a different tube. It gets diverted by the epiglottis into the food tube because, well, if it went down the breathing tube, would be in all kinds of bother. I mean, that's where the saying that something went down the wrong way when you start choking comes from. Your vocal folds are there primarily to keep stuff out of the lungs. The epiglottis also helps with this by flopping down, as I mentioned. I know, voice is so sexy. Floppy things, slippery things, mucusy things. (laughs) The epiglottis drops down, diverts anything that isn't gaseous into the esophagus or the food tube. My favourite tube. So what this means, all this time that it takes for that water or fluid that you take to reach the vocal folds, is that if you're using your voice at 9am, all chugging four pints of fluids will do and, you know, at 7am or 8am or just before you speak is make you need a big old wee, <laughs> which, which isn't really convenient mid-presentation or podcast record or, or voiceover gig. You just need to make sure, and this is the advice, you just need to make sure your hydration is consistent all the time. Ain't no days off in hydration town. Okay, that's a bit dramatic and sounds like the worst film ever. Hydration town. But your body will just get rid of what it doesn't need really quickly if you drink it all in one go. And it'll flush out a load of other lovely nutrients and things that we need along with it, which causes its own problems. So it's sort of a delicate balance of enough hydration versus too much. I know, it's never simple, is it? But this is why awareness is key and why I'll always talk about awareness of your own vocal mechanism. And really, when it comes down to it, you can't really go wrong if you're just having a wee sup of water every few minutes, really. Just have a bottle on a string or one of those beer can hats like Homer Simpson with the straws into your mouth. And the harsh truth of it is that if you're only taking a drink when you're thirsty, then you've probably left it a wee bit too long. So we should also discuss the what, and I'll keep this short. Aside from alcohol, all fluids count. Water, juice, tea, coffee, yes, coffee. There's a bit of a coffee dehydrates you myth hanging around these days, but it's sort of been debunked. It's thought now that the body processes caffeine fine and it isn't as much of a diuretic as previously thought. 
But, you know, if you think coffee dehydrates you, then fine. You know, don't drink it before your speaking gig. But make sure it really does, you know. You don't just blindly follow advice on a Facebook forum. Oh, and we nod to the dairy thickens your mucus and sits on your vocal folds thing. There's not actually any science to support that. What a lot of people feel as voice users who take dairy sometimes is that it feels like your mucus is thickening. But what it's really doing is just mixing with the saliva and coating the mouth and the pharynx a little bit more because milk is a more viscous fluid. Remember, it doesn't touch the vocal folds, so it can't do anything to the mucus on the vocal folds because it doesn't get there. It may be beneficial in this case, I suppose, to avoid milk before you speak if you feel like you get that kind of weird coating on the inside of the oral cavity, especially if you're on mic, you know, because you want to avoid the... uh, (laughs) clickiness. Please don't turn off. I won't do that again. But it won't detrimentally affect your actual hydration or the vocal fold mucus, which is really why we want to be hydrated in the first place as voice users. So that's the how much, the when and the what of systemic hydration. A little top tip for systemic hydration is to have a decent glass of fluids first thing in the morning to replace the fluids you missed during your sleep, which makes sense. That's a really easy thing to build into whatever your morning routine is. So, you know, it's a dead easy tweak if you are listening to this thinking, actually, my hydration isn't right. Just every morning, get up and maybe before you brush your teeth or as you're boiling the kettle to make your coffee or as your toast is in, as the bacon's on. Oh, and also room temperature water's best, so not too hot and not too cold. Right, superficial hydration, e.g. wetting those vocal folds from the outside in. Short and sweet, really, this one. Get a nebulizer. I know, it's the coolest new gadget in superficial or topical hydration at vocal fold level, dudes. God, I'm so cool. Uh, now, I have a vocal mist. I'll pop a link in the show notes which is a nebulizer that's specifically designed for voice users and and I really like. But you can get all sorts of nebulizers at the chemist and I've seen lots of people with different ones. Just make sure you use 0.9% isotonic saline solution in it. It's a solution that matches the makeup of the fluids in the body. So when you breathe in and the nebulizer mists the fluid and tricks the epiglottis into thinking it's just breath, cheeky, so it gets to the larynx where the vocal folds are, this mist with that saline solution settles on the vocal folds and can actually penetrate the mucosal layer that's already there, which really benefits voice production, as it makes it nice and easy for the folds to vibrate. Low phonatory threshold pressure. Because, say it with me, the mucus is nice and slippery. (laughs) I swear, if I don't see a hashtag slippery mucus after this app, I'll be absolutely livid. But you can also steam. Steaming is like the vintage non-gadgety version of nebulizers. It's soothing and the steam does get some moisture down to vocal fold level with the same theory of, you know, your body thinking it's air. But it's thought now that a plain water steam will really just evaporate back off the vocal folds pretty quickly, as well as gather sort of mainly in the rest of the vocal tract and not do as much good as a nebulizer. Plus, you do have to be careful of the heat in your vocal tract just before speaking, as it can exacerbate edema or or swelling. So don't suck in some steam and then talk and then steam and then talk. Give yourself a bit of time in between. 
I still steam if I want a wee soothing, gentle something in my vocal tracks, uh, usually at the end, you know, at the end of a, a day of voice and it's quite nice. Or if I've got a wee bit of a cold and I just want comforted, <laughs> I quite like the heat, but not if I'm voicing quite quickly. And if I really want to feel like I'm getting into the vocal folds hardcore, I'll go for a, a pre-post voicing nebulise. Okay, right, well, there we go. I think that's enough on hydration. Hopefully that's been useful. In short, uh, sip fluids all the time. Start noticing the effects of hydration on your system, your body. And essentially, you know, politely ignore a lot of the advice from strangers. And uh, get your nebulizer on, folks. All right, if anyone needs me, I'll be slipperying up my mucus like the cool dude I am. <laughs> Check out the show notes for a few links to further reading and some bits and bobs. But that's it from me and I'll see you next time. <sighs> Takes a large drink, exit stage left. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there.